Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 310. Welcome back to my front porch. Hope you're doing really good wherever you are, whatever time of day that you're listening to. Hope you're doing good. So, last night was Halloween, and... It was just the best. <laughs> it is it's just the best. So here here's how the gookies roll on Halloween. Halloween's probably our favorite holiday. And here's the reason why. Cause there's something about it. All the neighbors come out. You get to meet people, you know, and, and in Phoenix, it's kind of like a welcome to fall kind of thing. You know, everyone's kind of been hibernating in the summertime and then fall, you know, uh, Halloween sets in. Everybody's like glad to be out. It's a beautiful night last night. So I made a fire. I had the grill out. We grilled 150 hot dogs and handed it out to trick-or-treaters and the neighbors. I mean, it was it was the best. We just had the best time interacting with people and handing out candy. And, you know, I'm typically people think, and maybe even as you listen, you're like, Oh, he's such an extrovert. I'm really not. Um, I, I prefer here my time here on the front porch by myself. Um, I enjoy, you know, one-on-one or one-on-three or, or one-on-four, but you know, it gets bigger than that. And I start to go like, ah, I just don't, I don't fit. But for some reason, I'm telling you, Halloween, the extroverted part of me comes out to play. Because it's just, you know, talking to people and offering them stuff to eat. And I just, I got done with that night and I thought this, that was the best. I just had so much fun. And a part of it was, I think, like just serving our neighborhood. And, and it just feels like it's a tradition for us. It feels a bit of like who we are. And yeah, it was just, it was just really good. And oh, here. And the other thing is like, so Patty and I had this other tradition. She's been walking the kids and taking them around trick or treating our whole marriage. So for t- almost 22 years, she's really been the one that's been taking the kids trick or treating. I just sit out and hand out candy so that's kind of my job and she loves to kind of go watch the kids go door to door and get the candy so that's the other cool thing is like patty's got her role i got my role and it just works you know today i texted her and i was like i just want you to know like i really love you and i love that we got to serve our community and she was like yeah me me too so it was yeah last night was really really cool for us uh one just spending more time with our neighbors but just also also being able to feed feed people that we've never met before and, and getting to know people and, and laugh and yeah, it was just a it was just an awesome night. I hope you had an awesome uh, Halloween as well. I don't I mean again, I don't know when you're listening to this, but I hope you had a, a great Halloween. And I wanna encourage you, like, there is something really special uh, about this day. And, and what it does to people as they come outside and they walk around. There's a little bit more of a vulnerability, authenticity. Just people are out and wandering and you can have conversation with them. Yeah, it's just, it's pretty cool. So I would love like if more people just said, you know what, I'm going to sit outside. I'm going to hand out candy. I'm going to cook for my neighborhood. And I think that could be a really, really cool thing for for more people to do. It's been really great for us. And so, yeah, I would love if other people did it too. I think it would be really cool. So, hey, thanks a ton uh, for 
listening to the podcast. Really, really appreciate it. And for those of you who are subscribing, awesome. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And those of you who continue to give, huge. And, you know, some of you have given a one-time gift. I really appreciate that. Um, and some of you are monthly givers. I really appreciate that. But you can go to the website, uh, frontporchconfessional.com, and there's a little tab that just says uh, it says partner. You can click there, and it's a great way to be a part of the podcast. So thank you so much for those of you who support the podcast, listen to the podcast. I really do. It, it's pretty awesome. Okay, uh, John 2, verse 5. John 2, verse 5. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. I'll read it again. John 2, verse 5. He said, uh, his mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. You know, about 12 years ago, we launched Phoenix One 1.0. Now, if, you, if you've listened to the podcast and you know that I have a nonprofit that uh, I run, I'm the executive director, and we launched it in, gosh, I don't know, yeah, 12 years ago, 2010. And uh, we started it off really because we were trying to figure out how to help millennials engage with the local church. All this data was coming out that they were you know, stepping away from the local church. And, and we thought, man, I, I really want to do something to, to get after that. And so when I started, you know, it started down that road. I really got blown up by John seventeen twenty three, And it's that, that podcast you can listen to. It's one of the earlier ones. Um, that passage has had a deep, deep and profound impact in my life, mainly because it's like Jesus's evangelism plan for the world. And it says, when we become one, the world will know the love of Christ. And I got this idea, like, wait a second. Like if we can come together, the local church can come together. We can change stuff. Like it, Jesus says, we can change stuff. So I I was like, man, I, I really want to figure that out. And so we started this ministry, you know, called Phoenix One, this nonprofit to try to reach millennials. But really, it was trying to get the church to rally together and do something to engage them and care for them. And yeah, and so I remember going around to churches and I was so excited so excited about getting people to work together, churches to work together. And I just got closed door after closed door. It was almost like people were like, that's the, that'll never work. I mean, we literally met with churches and leaders and they were like, that, that'll never work. And here's the thing. We just kept going. We just kept, it, it kept moving forward. And a year after we launched those churches who said, eh, I don't know if I'm in, I, it does, I don't think that'll ever work are now saying, Hey, how can I get involved? You know, it had become one of the larger young, young professional uh, ministries in the country. And it was what I was really proud of our team is that we just didn't back back down. We just kept moving forward. And we believed that God was one going to do something to reach millennials, but two, that he really did uh, want the church to come together as one. And, um, and, and it seemed that he was just really blessing that work that we were a part of. What I love about this passage is you have Mary, the mother of Jesus. She comes to Jesus with a request you know, that to, to do something, you know, the bridegroom had, had he didn't bring enough wine and, and he's going to sh- create shame for the whole, you know, for his family, for both sides of the family. And it's a huge deal. And, and, um, this is Jesus's, you know, known as Jesus's first miracle. So, you know, those of us who have been reading this going, oh, something great's going to coming, but is going to come. But 
like at this point, like Mary hasn't seen Jesus do anything miraculous. Now she knows he's the Messiah. You mean she did have an immaculate conception. She knows he has the capability and the capacity that he's God, but he just, at this point, he doesn't, he hasn't done necessarily anything, you know, visibly miraculous, uh, publicly, I should say miraculous. And, and so she comes with the request knowing who he is. And Jesus's response is no. And, and this is the point at which for most of us, we're like, okay, we're out. He said, no, like he, Mary got a divine no, a divine no, like, no, it's, he said, it's not my time. But what Mary does next is so important. Mary turns to the servants and basically says, get ready. He's about to do something awesome. Do whatever he tells you to do. It's almost like she's, she's setting the table for, the, for a miraculous work to be had. And I, what I love about this moment is that Mary's faith is increasing. She's believing in faith he's going to do something. And God gets the glory through his son Jesus doing this miraculous work. And now his disciples, it says at the end of this, that they believed. And so uh, the circumstances around this for me are so important because I think we tend to get kind of stuck a bit. You know, we get stuck in the, in the well, stuff's not moving fast enough. Or, you know, I, I don't have a clear direction forward. And so we just kind of give up in some ways. You know, we're in this really, you know, we're in this really interesting uh, period of time. It, they uh, Theologians call it the already, but not yet. Meaning the kingdom of God was ushered in by Jesus, King Jesus. His kingdom has come and his will is being done on earth as it is in heaven right now. But the not yet is we have not gotten to glorification. We have not yet moved into this part where we are now worshiping with no tears and no pain and just being in heaven with all the sons and daughters of the Most High. Like we're not at that point yet. So all the blessings that he has for us are available, except they're not fully fulfilled because uh, he's not returned yet. And so there's this really interesting thing about being in between. And what I love about Mary is she was understanding the in-between. And instead of the in-between being something that kind of stymies us or slows us down, no, for her, she's like, no, he wants to do something great. He wants to use me and he wants to use these servants and he wants to do something miraculous. He wants to do something amazing. And I love her faith. I love her faith because he said no. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, he said no. I guess, I guess I'm out. I guess I'm done. He said no. And what, and what Mary was like, no, I, I really believe in faith. He's going to do something. And she wasn't being disobedient. She was preparing herself. And, and if Jesus hadn't done anything, I, it, no, no harm for her. She's just going to move forward and believe in faith that he's going to do something. And I think we need more of that. Don't you? Like, I think we need more believers who are just like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move forward. And I don't know what that means for you. Like, whatever situation you're finding yourself in, I think a lot of people right now are kind of cowering in fear. 
Like they're just they're allowing the the narrative that's out there in our world and to just crush them. It's almost like we're like like curled up in a corner waiting for God to do something amazing and going, well, I guess I'm just going to sit here until he does something. And I'm like, no, no, no. In the in-between, which honestly for most of us is a really difficult place to be, is that it's time to be proactive. And what Mary does, the mother of Jesus, is she anticipates the glory of God. She anticipates, she anticipates that he wants to do something great. To the point that even when he gives her a no, she does not stop moving forward. Because it, you know, for her, it wasn't about her. It was about serving other people. And I think a lot of times we're like, you know, like, oh, like, well, God gave me a no. Well, in some situations, yeah, it, you, you need to get a no because it's self, selfish, right? It's prideful. But in Mary's situation, it's selfless. She's loving the Lord and she's loving other people. And she's like, he loves this stuff. You know, like he, he definitely wants to do something, but I need to be patient and I need to be ready. And, and I wonder what that means for you right now. Again, like, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what situation you're finding yourself in, but I'm imagining, imagining like so many people, you're just kind of hands are thrown up in the air. I'll je- I guess I'll just wait till you do something great as opposed to saying you're going to do something great. You're doing something great. By the way, uh, another shooting star. I mean, I think that's two out of three podcasts where there's been a shooting star. That was a big one too. It streaked all the way across the sky. It was so cool. Anyway, yeah, but he wants to do something great and he wants to use you. He wants your faith to expand. He does. And he wants the glory. He wants people to know he's a good God who does good things. And and, and so I, I that's been that was really challenging for me this week to think about. Um, but the but the other thing is is this is that no doesn't mean do nothing. Okay? Th- it's a big deal. No doesn't mean do nothing. No often means not right now. And I think that's really important for all of us to kind of take account for what's going on. Are we just kind of shrugging our shoulders, throwing our hands in the air, cowering in the corner? Or are we going like, no, I got to keep moving forward because this is about God and this is about other people. And I'm going to move forward for his glory because I think it's going to make an impact. I think he wants to do something great. So the question is this, are you moving forward? Or are you stay? Are you staying still in your faith? Are you moving forward in your faith? Or are you staying still and stagnant in your faith? Because if you're staying still and stagnant in your faith, you are going to constantly be disappointed. And there's a whole beauty. I mean, just think, Mary got to participate and actually set the table for Jesus's first miracle. And we are now two thousand years later talking about this because this woman who God has used over and over, wasn't done at the, at, at the birth of Jesus. She continued to move forward in what, um, what the Lord was inviting to do. And we need to do the same thing. So, uh, Lord, we love you. We thank you. We pray that you would continue uh, to inspire us, show us, reveal to us ways that we can move forward for your glory and your honor. So, take a breath reflect 
and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Till next time, cheers. Cheers.